Okay, so it's me, uh, Carlo, and I'm about to review um, Batuka and Like a Prayer uh, from Madonna. Uh, okay, uh, let me start this. I don't know <laughs> how to start it. Okay, um, the first uh, song I heard to was uh, Like a Prayer, and well, listening to it. Uh, like I don't know, it it's a really nice song. I have never been really a huge Madonna fan. I think the only thing, only song, sorry, I remember from her is like a virgin. <laughs> I know she was like the well, and she still is the queen of pop, I think. And yeah, she sings really nice, and I think I once heard like she was. Uh, quite a, a showgirl, an entrepreneur, or something like that. <laughs> I don't really know the term. But yeah, well, she was called the uh, Queen of Pop for a reason, of course. And it was a, uh, a really nice song. It was like uh, some kind of pop rock. I think the song is kind of old. Uh, the YouTube video I, I heard it for was... 10 years ago, was about 10 years ago, and I don't think the song is 10 years ago, uh, it's <laughs> 10 years old, I'm sorry, I think it's older, but uh, I, I didn't really look for it, I just heard the song, it's, but um, yeah, I quite liked it, I, I think it was a metaphor uh, about like, she likes some, someone or something, because she talked like she was like a little little prayer for her and her eyes like uh, glowed a lot and gave, and gave her energy and romantic things like that. I don't know, maybe it was about a drug or something and I don't know. But yeah, I'm quite innocent, so I'm going to think it is romantic or something about the guy he likes. Uh, because it is about a prayer like... Kind of at the end of the song, the choir um, actually is uh, sang by like a, like a church choir actually, like <laughs> where they clap and they say, oh Lord, yeah, uh, and it was really nice song, I really liked it, but in the other hand, um, Batuka, I don't know how to pronounce it, I think it's just Batuka, I don't know what that is. Uh, it's a considerably more recent song. I think it's only two years old, or three, maybe, 2019 or 2018, maybe. And I disliked it. Not a lot, like, maybe if it was in a playlist and I was really far and really tired also, I wouldn't jump it. I wouldn't skip it, sorry, but, well, I actually would, <laughs> I really disliked it, well, like, it's not hideous or something, but I don't think it's a good song, um, it's like some kind of mix between EDM and, I don't know, like, electronic music, like, pretty much the whole song is only the, how to say, like, the choir, like, I think it 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 only said like for one minute. It's a new day and it's a long day. I'm something on oh, something else. Uh, kind of like three minutes into the song because uh, both both songs are like five minutes or six. They are long songs. Um, but yeah. Uh, well, this song it only said uh like that like <laughs> the same three uh <laughs> phrases for like. <laughs> three sentences for like two minutes or something and I like I said I really disliked it uh, I <laughs> I wouldn't hear hear it for <laughs> for for my own taste uh, chorus oh, that was the the word I was looking for um, the chorus the, the song is pretty much all, all a chorus uh, like four minutes or something to the song, like Madonna actually starts singing about something, 
and she thinks about our struggle and that we need not to judge people <laughs> and you know <laughs> pop pop uh 2000 pop artists use real lyrics but it's 2020 like well 2021 like we need more complex lyrics <laughs> and yeah i didn't like so <laughs> yeah in comparison uh, uh younger madonna is much cooler than older madonna um so yeah <laughs> that would be it uh thank you for listening dear michael I hope you understand my English. I know I'm level 11, but I get kind of nervous. <laughs> so yeah, thank you very much. Okay, this is like the sixth time I'm trying to <laughs> record this podcast because all the time I get interrupted. Um, okay, so dear future, uh, I don't know who to address with, so like do this. Uh, maybe like a checklist or something would be nice, but I don't know, I'll be improvising like the past six times. Okay, so let's get started. I hope I'm talking with like 40 or 30 or Carlo. Uh, it would be nice actually if, if I could hear this like 14 or 24 years from now. It would be nice. Uh, so yeah, well, first of all, let me start. Right now, my life has like, well, it's not a happy life, but it's actually a really, really happy life and really good life. Uh, yeah, but I am kind of, I don't know, like scared because I'm going to pass to, to college and. And I actually don't have any idea of what I want to do with my life. I know I want to be a writer sometime, but <laughs> precisely like when I'm 40 or 50 years old, not right now. I don't want to dedicate my life to writing. I want to do it or when I am already established. So yeah, um, right now my expectations in life are getting married with a woman I love. Having two or three kids, <laughs> having a lot of cats, and I know money is hard to get, but I hope to have work enough already to to <laughs> to have a a happy, steady, and I don't know, maybe with some luxuries. Like, um. So yeah, girl, like I hope you have. I don't know if accomplished, but being the route of accomplishing it. Like, you're 40, like, you're not, like, super old. You, you still get plenty of life. But, yeah, right now, the kid that is talking to you wants to do that in life. And when you hear this, I hope, like, one of two things. Well, maybe three. The first is that maybe your goals have changed. And I hope you're happy with who we are right now. For me, it would be like 20 years, but you, I hope you're happy with the man you are right now. And if you're happy, that's all that matters. Um, the second one is that you have a complete act, in which case, congratulations. I am kind of lazy, but I have always been hard working with things I love. Right now, if you don't remember, we are working. <laughs> We have a job. It is not. It's, it is our second job, like ever. And we are, like, kind of our parent secretary. But yeah, it is a work. It is. Work. You are working with your parents, but it is a work. And you have payment and everything. And you have been a salesman. Uh, and you were a pretty nice salesman. So yeah. Maybe that ability will come handy in the next years. Uh, and the third possibility is that you haven't accomplished some or any of your goals. Which, it may be sad, but, 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 I hope, well, I think at least right now in life that if you miss something, 
like an opportunity. We have never been the crying type. Like, oh my god, I am so sad because I lost an opportunity. Yeah, we are sad. But like one day. <laughs> and then we start working on the next thing. And I have always liked that about us. So I hope one or two things in that case. You keep fighting for what you love or you have something you didn't know you loved. So yeah, that would be it. I hope you're okay. Hope you're nice. And I hope you, I don't know, show this to our kids when we are like 60, when they are like 20, sorry. So goodbye uh, <laughs> for you, year old Carlo. And I hope you are having the life uh, you want. El modelo conectivo conductual tiene como objeto de estudio los mecanismos básicos y profundos por los que se elabora el conocimiento. Estos irían desde la perspección, la memoria y el aprendizaje, hasta la formación de conceptos y razonamiento lógico. Por cognitivo entendemos el acto de conocimiento en sus acciones de almacenar, recuperar, reconocer, comprender, organizar y usar la información recibida a través de los sentidos. Por su parte, el objetivo de esta conducta sería ayudar a las personas a cambiar los pensamientos poco adaptativos o disfuncionales de su día a día que se encuentren anclados a una idea que esté causando una problemática en sus vidas. So, hi, this is Carlos and Sophie's podcast. We're going to be discussing some interesting topics. Sophie, please say hello. Hi. So, yeah, I'm going to be starting this interview with a simple question. Uh, Sophie, if you had a TV show, what would it be called? Like a TV show about you? I don't know. It would, pro it would, it would probably have a, a tragic title or something like that. <laughs> um, maybe something sad. I don't know. Like Sophie's tragedy or something. Yeah, something like that. Okay, okay. Interesting, interesting. And, um,. Talking about some other thing, what is your catchphrase or like word you say a lot? I say a lot. Chale. Chale? <laughs> that word, yeah, chale and... I don't know, I think I really repeat a lot of words. But yeah, chale is like... Your catchphrase for excellence. Okay, okay, very good, very good. Now, if you could take a... Questions three and four for me. Yeah, sure. If you were to write a book, what would it be about? Mm. If I were to write a book, what would it be about? Uh, I don't know. Maybe like an original story about, I don't know, a depressed person or something. I don't know. I, I like that kind of stories, like really human ones. What's a small thing someone did that really encouraged you? Mm. <laughs> uh, my <laughs> once I showed the uh, how can I say it? Uh, a notebook to my girlfriend, and she saw my my notes, my writing, and she was like, "What? What is this?" And I felt like, oh my god, this is really bad quality writing. And I started doing better notes and putting colors and that. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, Sophia. Uh, what one song will you always know every word to? Like anything by Ariana Grande. Yeah. I know. Every you you have a favorite? Um, yes, it's called In My Head. Um, it's from Thank You Next album. Yeah. I really love that song. I I do not listen that much to Ariana Grande, but uh, Seven Rings, it's a, it's a, it's a jewel, man. It's, yes, it's a really good song. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what have you learned about yourself in this past year? I think I actually have learned a lot of things, like, like discover my, my personality, my actual personality. The real Sophie. Yes. 
like um, some sort of example you can give me? I don't know. I, I thought I was more extroverted than I thought, and it turns out I'm actually like like hundred percent introverted. Like I don't even know how to socialize anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You will discover it as slowly. Okay. But it also happens that we are all like depressed. Uh, I think I am extrovert, but I now a lot of times don't like to be like, like, do you remember like in part that I was like talking to everyone every moment? Yeah. I, I'm in, in the school. I am like when we go physically, I am still like that, but not online. I'm like, oh, why? Why life? I only talk to one person like, in the whole group. <laughs> I only talk to Dana. <laughs> Balbaez, no? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you could ask me question 8, I think. Okay. What aspect of how you were raised influenced, influenced your outlook on the world the most? Uh... What is outlook? <laughs> I think it's like how you see the world, like your perspective or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's perspective. Okay, what okay. What aspect of you, of you, how you were raised influenced your outlook? My, my dad, like, while well, I live in Santa Monica in Mundo, near Mundo, and it's like a chill, like a calm, like a, yeah, like a calm zone. There is not much uh, <laughs> crime or anything, but with my father, I, my, my parents, I are, are, are divorced. Uh, and I go on weekends with my father and with him, I go to really dark places like it's, it's a joke it's a joke it's a joke it's a joke i know you live there i know you live there now yeah but we go like to to dark places <laughs> and at first i was really scared when we started doing that but now it it started like being something normal you know now i know how to use the subway and things like that so it opened my my outlook to see that the world is like really different in some places like it doesn't even have to be like in other country like just some kilometers away okay next okay. question um, please yes what is a word you know in another language not english or spanish okay i know how to say uh thank you in german and it's, yeah, it's Dank Schon. Danke? Schon? And it's like, uh, I, I also, like, what's the word the Japanese do when they, like, bow? Um, arigato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also thank you, right? Yeah. Well, that two, two words <laughs> are the first to come in mind. Okay, Sophie, oh, we are almost done. Uh, do one more question. I will do you one more question and you will do me one more question. Why? Okay. Okay. Um, what is something we both have in common? I don't know. We both go to Ingo. We are both eleven. And we are cool. Of course. We are cool. Of course. Oh, and we both like Felix from. Oh yeah, I all I I I actually uh I think it was yesterday. Uh I, I don't know if it was Muffer, but she was talking to someone and she said stray kids and I was like oh my god <laughs> so much memories. Okay, thank you. And for your last question, uh well could you do me question eleven? What is your go-to song to sing out loud? Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, mm, give me a second to check. Okay, I'll I'm checking my playlist. <laughs>
Oh, uh, you know Panic at the Disco? Yes. Any of their songs. <laughs> okay, okay. I really like that. So yeah, we have concluded this interview, Sophie. Thank you very much. Uh, it was really nice. You were a really good interviewer. Uh, you're very interesting. Thank you very much. Uh, we have finished. Uh, high five. Virtual high five. Okay, hoy estamos con la maravillosa y asombrosa persona Rosa María Aguilar Jiménez, este, mi mamá, ex contadora de Walmart, un alto cargo, no, este, una gran persona, eh, chef profesional, este, futuro psicóloga, bueno, futuro, este, psicóloga en proceso, acá, saluda. Hola, buenas tardes. Ok, estaremos empezando, esto será en orden cronológico, no tiene como un orden realmente como de... Muy puntual, pero intentaré mantener esto de principio a fin de tu vida, ¿ok? Uh -huh. ¿En qué estado naciste y qué día? ¿Cuándo? ¿Fecha? El 25 de mayo de 1972. ¿26? 26, perdón. En la es? Ciudad de México. Ok, muy bien. Este... Uh -huh. Ok, este... Estás, ¿Viviste tu... ¿Toda tu vida has vivido en la Ciudad de México? A excepción de seis meses que viví en Mérida, Yucatán, sí. ¿Cuándo viviste esos seis meses en Mérida, Yucatán? Cuando tenía cuatro años, mi papá nos llevó por cuestiones de trabajo. Ok, está bien. ¿Cuándo tú naciste, ya tenías algún hermano? Tenía una hermana mayor. ¿Por cuántos años? Casi dos años mayor que yo. Ok. ¿Tuviste algún otro hermano después? Un hermano menor, casi dos años menor que yo. Ok, está bien. ¿Cómo definirías tu relación con tus hermanos cuando eras pequeña? Con mi hermana no me llevaba mucho, pero no me llevaba mal. Y con quien mejor me llevé fue con mi hermano menor. Ok, está bien. Uh, ¿Qué te gustaba hacer cuando, era pe cuando eras pequeña? Como en tu infancia, ¿qué hacías? ¿Salías a jugar? Uh, ¿Dibujabas? ¿Salías con ellos? ¿Qué hacías? Me la pasaba todo el tiempo en la calle. Me tenían que meter mi mamá, porque me la pasaba todo el día jugando con mis amigos. Me gustaba, fui muy buen estudiante siempre, eh, bueno, hasta la secundaria. Y este, pero durante mi infancia fui una niña con una infancia muy contenta, muy feliz. Salí a la calle principalmente con los amigos de mi hermano y mi hermano. Ok, está bien. Este, ¿Te consideras una buena estudiante? Sí, sí, hasta la secundaria, ya después ya. ¿Qué no. pasó en la secundaria? Bueno, hasta la secundaria y después. ¿En la prepa? En la prepa, este, pues ya. No, 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 no fueron tan buenas mis calificaciones porque sucedió la adolescencia. Ah, claro, totalmente, <risa> totalmente de acuerdo, está bien. Ok, este, comprendo, comprendo. Mm, uh, ¿tu, ¿Tu educación llegó hasta la prepa en ese momento? No, llegó hasta la secundaria y luego me metí a estudiar una carrera técnica de secretaria ejecutiva bilingüe. Terminando, estudié la preparatoria abierta, uh -huh. para yo ya esa ya, ya fui por parte mía y ya de ahí en adelante estudié también la carrera de administración pero no la terminé y después, veintitantos años después o treinta estudié la, estás ya, te, ya la terminé Está ya nada más estoy en el, me, en el mero proceso de, de trámites burocráticos para okay. tener mi título ok, está bien uh, ¿cuándo empezaste a trabajar? ¿a los 19 me parece? A los 19 años empecé a trabajar. ¿Saliendo de la prepa o te tomaste un tiempo? No, saliendo de la carrera técnica que te digo. O sea, después de la secundaria fueron cuatro años, uno para especializarme en inglés y tres años de la carrera técnica. Entonces, eh, inmediatamente después, yo creo que una semana o dos semanas después de que salí de la escuela, empecé a trabajar. Ponle tú un mes a lo mucho. ¿Cuál fue tu primer trabajo? Eh, en una empresa que se llama Industrias Monterrey, está en Naucalpan, sin embargo, en ese primer trabajo, eh, a la semana o dos semanas empezando, me dio apendicitis y me tuve que salir. Okay. Duré muy poquito. Ok, como decía al principio de, entre, de esta entrevista, tú llegaste a ser compradora de Suburbia. De Walmart y de Suburbia. De Walmart y de Suburbia. Uh -huh. ¿Te importaría describirme brevemente, tampoco en 30 segundos, pero como en un minuto o dos? ¿Cómo fue que llegaste? de ¿Cómo empezaste? Ok. Este, ¿Y cómo llegaste? Sí. Bueno, yo ya estaba trabajando, me quedé sin trabajo. 
Y entonces eh, una persona, tu papá, me dijo, ¿qué crees que están haciendo una fusión Walmart y Ahorrera? Entonces muy probablemente estén buscando personas que sepan inglés. Yo sabía inglés y para en esos tiempos, estoy hablando en 1997, las personas mmm, más calificadas o bueno, un plus que tenían las personas era que supieran hablar inglés. No toda la gente hablaba inglés, era así como que, uy, mira, sabía hablar inglés. Entonces, era, se te abrían muchas puertas cuando, cuando sabes hablar inglés. Ahorita a lo mejor es lo más común, pero en 1997 no. Entonces, ¿Tú cómo fui aprendiste a hablar inglés? En, en la Maddox, en la mm, Academia claro, Maddox, en sí. la escuela que yo iba, como te digo, un, año, un año especialmente eh, de puro, puro, puro inglés. Es como el pre-first mm. que ahora les hacen a los niños. En mis tiempos fue eso. Okay. Entonces, este, pues inmediatamente, gracias a Dios, me contrataron. Eh, tuve jefes americanos y esos jefes americanos, pues como no sabían nada de español, lo que pasa es que dependían completamente, in, incluso en sus cosas personales, sus esposas te hablan y te dicen, ayúdame con esto, con lo otro. Y de alguna manera vieron en mí algún tipo de ventaja, potencial, lo que tú quieras, que me empezaron a dejar cosas, más responsabilidades, responsabilidades, hasta que pues... Estuve haciendo ya responsabilidades de un comprador y este, me dieron... Rápidamente, perdón que te interrumpe, ¿cuánto tiempo, ¿cuánto tiempo fue desde que empezaste a trabajar hasta que empezaste tu, esta, este momento que 97, me estás diciendo? 98, 99, como cinco no, no, años. No hasta que fueras compradora, desde tu primer trabajo hasta ah, 1997. Ah, ok. ¿Cuánto tiempo llevabas trabajando? Uh, seis años, cinco años. Cinco años, ok. Bueno, pues más o menos, ¿eh? Puedes continuar. Entonces, era tu, eh, los, los Cinco o cuatro años, más okay. o menos. Entonces, ¿tus jefes dependían de ti para que fueras la traductora o okay, qué más? Pues no nada más traductora. Así es que ya con el tiempo, pues ellos vieron que me cargaban cosas que tuviera que hacer que ya no eran simplemente de una secretaria, que te era lo que yo era. Te volviste indispensable. como tú Nunca dices. te vuelves indispensable, pero cuando menos eh, era muy útil y no había personas que cubrieran ese puesto o pues para qué lo cubrían con alguien más si ya estaba yo ahí, ¿verdad? Entonces, este, pues así me fui ganando confianza, me fui ganando retos y me fui ganando el puesto. Hasta que en un momento dado, pues, aunque la licenciatura era requerida en ese momento, porque por eso estudié, pero me la trunqué yo misma, por tanto trabajo que tenía, no podía ir a la escuela, este, pues me dieron la oportunidad de ser compradora. Me costó más trabajo que todos los compradores porque yo no tenía la licenciatura. Y este, pero finalmente pues me lo dieron, el, el, el título de comprador. Y después este, hubo una fusión, bueno, había una fusión con Suburbia que pertenecía al mismo grupo y pedí mi cambio a Suburbia porque me quedaban más cerca de las oficinas y yo quería estar más cerca de la casa. Claro. Y entonces ahí duré también bastantes años, en total fueron 15 años en el grupo Walmart. Okay. Y también ya en suburbia ya entré como compradora sin problema. ¿Y tú sí aspiraste todo ese tiempo a ser compradora, esos 15 años? Mm, al principio no, yo nunca llegué diciendo quiero ser, soy secretaria para ser compradora, no. Con el tiempo pues yo vi que tenía la oportunidad y cuando empecé a, co a hacer cosas que hacían los demás compradores y yo no era compradora, pues sí, empecé a aspirar a ser compradora ya de título. Porque okay. dije, pues, si lo estoy haciendo pues también quiero tener todos los beneficios. Desde el momento en que decidiste ser compradora hasta que lo lograste, ¿cuánto tiempo pasó? Pues como unos tres años. ¿Ese, ese, ¿Consideras que esos tres años trabajaste especialmente duro? Todo el tiempo trabajé, en, especialmente sí, no sé. cuando ya fui compradora. Por lo que me has dicho, sí, pero desde, en esos tres años trabajaste especialmente. Sí, sí, okay. pero sí, siempre he trabajado. Lo más, lo más, he dado todo lo que he podido. ¿Qué sentiste una vez fuiste compradora? Este, agradecida, agradecida, satisfecha, orgullosa de mí, pero también sabía que tenía una responsabilidad muy fuerte. ¿Ha sido el mejor trabajo que has tenido? Yo creo que sí, sí, yo creo que sí, ha sido el mejor trabajo que he tenido. ¿Fue una etapa divertida en tu vida? ¿Cuánto tiempo duraste? En Walmart 15 años. ¿Comprador? Eh, pues te digo, podríamos decir que 11. 11 años, fue bastante... Fue bastante, fue bastante. ¿Pero consideras entonces que fue la etapa más divertida de tu carrera? Este, no. ¿La que, ¿La que más disfrutaste? No, yo creo que no. 
disfrutaba más cuando era secretaria porque no tenía Menos tantas responsabilidades. responsabilidades. A lo mejor no te cuadran mucho las fechas, pero bueno, que estuve 15 sí, años. Sí, 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 yo más o menos ahí estoy calculando. Ajá. Ok, ok, ok. ¿Y por qué saliste? Eh, porque uh, yo ya no quería trabajar ahí, era demasiada presión y sentía que estaba, no estaba atendiendo la prioridad de mi vida que es mi hijo. O sea, yo mucho. Sí. Uh -huh. Pero tú no tienes la culpa, fue no, una decisión que veces. yo hice y agradezco y siempre tuve en miras poder hacerlo este, lo, al mejor tiempo posible para poder dedicarme con, a ti. Ok, ok. ¿Actualmente qué eres? Actualmente pues soy ama de casa, eh, ayudo en un despacho de contabilidad, trabajo en una casa hogar para mujeres embarazadas en situación vulnerable, estoy haciendo mi servicio social. Y este, ¿En qué te convertirás en mayo, en mayo del año que viene? En psicóloga. Ya soy psicóloga, pero no tengo mi título. Okay, en no. licenciada en psicología. ¿Planeas laborar de psicóloga? No sé, no estoy segura. Okay, pues eso sería todo. Muchísimas gracias. De nada, Reino. Ok, so today in this beautiful podcast, I'm going to be discussing a kind of, kind of a hot take. Um, uh, as time goes by, uh, a lot of things have been receiving uh, some more um, like acceptation, like. Uh, So, like, for example, I remember back in the days when I was, um, like, eight years old or nine years old, uh, people who watched uh, anime in in school, like kids, like friends and and that, uh, kids uh, were, were bullied <laughs> for watching anime. Uh, there's a term, uh, otaku, I think it's the same in English uh that i don't know if it has like um, a specific meaning but it is used to refer to someone that that watch a lot of anime and that term is like uh, well was like really despective like oh get out of here otaku it was really really despective it was kind of an insult even uh, like you say oh yeah you're an otaku don't talk to me uh And now, if you watch anime, you're cool. Uh, the same happened with video games. Uh, back in the day, if you watch, if you play video games, it wasn't like as bad, but it also like was like, oh, you're weird. You play video games, and I have been playing video games for a long time, like 12 years by now. And fortunately, I had a lot of things else to do in in my free time and that I did, and other topics to talk about. But many kids only talked about video games and things like that, and they were like the strange kids. And I have never um, thought that was a good thing. I actually really hated that, like to really judge someone just because they like something. Like, what is this, um, <laughs> Germany in the 1940s? But r right now, like uh, from two from two years to now, uh, like uh, I'm sorry, like from 2019 to now, it has um, I don't know what happened, I don't know what caused it, but um, a lot of things that were like really um, uh, how to say it, uh, like discriminated, like um, seen with bad eyes are now really popular, like, I, I, I also read a lot of comics back in the day, I stopped reading them, not because of that, but uh, I have stopped reading them, and now uh, someone who read comics is cool, uh, back in the day, someone who read comics was a weirdo, uh, now, if you are, I, I, the term gamer is not used anymore, to refer to someone who plays video games, well, I haven't heard it anymore, But someone who plays video games right now is also cool. Um, back in the day also, uh, girls who played video games were like, Oh my god, you play video games? You're so weird, at least in my school. Right now a girl who plays video games is, Oh my god, she's a gamer girl. Uh, <laughs> sorry. 
uh, otaku is the same. Every girl wants to be an otaku to be like the different. I don't know what happened, but I, I actually liked like this wave of acceptation. And yeah, it I really liked it. I don't know why what caused it, what caused it, but I really liked it. It also led to a lot of people that, um, for example, a classmate I used to have in, in primary school. He was like, oh my god, you're so weird, you you watch anime. Uh, th uh, this wasn't to me, uh, this was to a friend of mine. He said to him, oh, you're so weird, you watch anime, you're not so good, don't talk to me, you smell bad. And now he is <laughs> uploading to his Instagram. Uh, to his to his Instagram stories, he's uploading like anime pictures and things like that. So hypocrisy, where? But okay, uh, going back to the main topic, video games as a sport. This is kind of hot take, but as I said, as time went by, like video games were uh, started being more accepted. And one thing that has uh, existed for like eight years now really popularized that is esports uh, electronic sports video games sport mm, there are a lot of teams of yeah teams uh, not so long ago like one year ago a Mexican team actually won uh, there's a video game called years of war and it has a really big uh, presence here in Latin America and yeah, and the Mexican team won not the Latin American uh, Cup. They win the International Cup. They win against the US. So yeah, it has like been getting a lot of attention, the esports topic. Uh, also, as a lot of uh, players uh, start, have started uh, becoming like some sort of influencers, uh, there is, uh, I do not uh, like follow a lot of this world, but I know some things. For example, I think there's a guy named, I think he's Kifu or something. He was a pro player of Fortnite. I, I didn't know you could be a pro player of Fortnite, but he was a pro player of Fortnite. And right now he's like an influencer and that really popularized uh, like the esports world to, to the rest of the world. So yeah, but... Here's my hot take. I do not think uh, video games as a sport. Are a sport. Uh, I also, well, let's start from the beginning. Um, I researched what the sport uh, meaning was, like more of a definition. And it says it's a competition and all those things, but it has to be physical. It has to be physical to be considered a sport, else it's just a competition. And yeah, I do not think uh, video games are a sport. Uh, when I also don't. I also don't think, for example, that chess is a sport. Like when I go to to my friends and ask, "Oh yeah, what do you do for a sport?" Oh yeah, I like playing football. Oh yeah, I like playing rugby. Oh yeah, I like playing Fortnite. That is not a sport. Uh, it has all its respect, of course. It is as valid as any sport. Uh, but it is not a sport, it's a competition and it doesn't and it doesn't need to be a bad thing. Um chess is also like really really complicated and for people who don't play video games, I know it can be like a crazy idea, but video games can be really hard. And there is people with a lot of talent and ability that yeah, that can be like, yeah, I'm Tom Brady from Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah, of Call of Duty, sorry. And it is also really valid. But I do not think sports can be a video game. Uh, video game can be sport. Uh, I really don't think so. I think they are a competition and it is really good that they are being so normalized right now. But I really don't think they should be considered a sport. Because... Yeah, it is not a physical activity. It's an aesthetic activity. It's playing a video game. You are moving your hands, but you are not moving your body. So yeah, I do not consider a video game a sport. Welcome to another edition of my podcast. Today we're going to be addressing the topic of climate change. 
uh, specifically about a certain topic uh, that kind of freaked me out. That is, um, how to say, uh, the melt of the poles uh, in the in the Arctic and the Antarctic. Uh, so yeah, uh, the world is a weird place. Like a lot of people actually think that climate change isn't really that global heat isn't really a thing for some reason uh, personally i think they know but it's like with cheap clothing like we all know when we are buying a one dollar or no like we all know when we are buying a five dollar t-shirt that it's probably being made in china by uh <laughs> by a slave kid or something i know it sounds kind of strong but it's the truth um it's not made really yet but we are like willing to make a blind die um for the benefit of buying cheap clothing uh well here is uh, pretty much the case we all know by now that climate change is a really really close threat like um, in 10 years or 20, um, but we all have seen it, uh, the Arctic Pole will like irreversibly melt and <laughs> a lot of the world will start uh, flooding, <laughs> yeah, like uh, California, um, a, a lot of uh, like uh, in relation to the sea level cities and territories are going to be flooded. Uh, all of this because uh, how to say it? Um, of our excesses, like for example, uh, even if you don't think so, like uh, living <laughs> in the uh, well, throwing trash out of the out of trash can or in the street, um, living your <laughs> the the light in the house, uh, or using a lot of electricity when you don't need it. Uh, all these things really, really hurt the environment. Uh, but yeah, like we all see ourselves in a little scale. So like thinking about it is kind of unconceivable. Like, yeah, how am I going to, how, how is it, how is it possible that I'm uh, melting the Arctic Pole? Well, you're not like with a flamethrower uh, melting it, but you indeed are melting it uh, indirectly. So I think... We all should, like, I personally do this. I personally really, 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 really take care of... Uh, I don't like uh, leaving a light uh, on if I'm not using it. Uh, I hate people <laughs> who throw trash in a place that is not a trash can or in the sea. I really, really hate it. So, yeah, there is a lot of actions that we can do to, to help, to help the world. And all we need to do is um, fantastic people that are willing to start doing it. To address a problem that affects us all and change it. Those, those are the real heroes. So yeah, thank you very much. Hi guys, how are you today? I'm so happy. Um, Regina, talk about... Talk. <laughs> we can do two things. I have the link of the strange questions or we can like just talk okay it will be like oh my god how 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 has been your worst uh, bathroom experience and it will be like oh my god Regina I'm going to be like the interviewer talk about us no talk talk us about your like 100 things you are going to do in the weekend or something you do. Okay, well, my life has been pretty hard at this moment. I have had a lot of heartbreaks. Yeah. And I have cried a lot. You have cried, really? I saw in your story that you cried or something. Person Loki, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, the skeleton guy. Oh my god. Yeah? yeah? Who are you going to go with? With Monty. He's going to be Pietro? What? Who is, who is she going to be? Um, she's going to be Connie and I'm going to be Pietro. Oh, okay. That sounds nice. You're ready for the alcoholic congestion? No, I'm not going to drink. Nothing at all? The last party I went, I went with my girlfriend, but she's like really, well, I don't know if you have heard about my, I don't know how to say suegro, so I'm just going to say it, but they are like all the time, like looking for, a, well, just, a, just her father to like, he's a bad influence. So I started drinking and she was like, stop. So I cannot drink anymore, like ever, but you should really, you don't like drinking? I'm going to, I'm going to, like, okay, in popular opinion, I don't know what, I, I don't have, like, a significant um, upgrade with drinking. It's cool, you, it's, like, more chill, but it's not, like, oh, my God, <laughs> I'm so happy. I think it's just, like, if you get, like, really drunk, but it's not cool. I have a lot of videos of really awkward situations, and... Tanya, I saw you at school on Wednesday. Who were you, Tanya? Yeah. See me. Me? Yeah, you you went to school on Wednesday, right? Yes. What? You were in the you were in the ofrenda. You were entering, and I said I was going back, and then I left. Oh really? I didn't saw you. Were. Were you in a costume, Tanya? No, I went with normal clothes. And you, Regina, did you went with any costume? Yeah, I was Wednesday and... <laughs> and you, Alberto, when do you go to school or do you stay at home? You also go on Wednesday? We all here go on Wednesdays. We all in this chat room, we all go on Wednesdays. In what group are you, Tanya? What? What, what group are you in? Eight. Oh. Uh, fuck. <laughs> I'm forgetting all my English words. Uh, engineer. You both go in the same group. In the same, uh-huh. In the same yes? classroom? I didn't, know. <laughs> I didn't know. Alberto, are you in group A? And you didn't know? <laughs> Wait, but it's... <laughs> it happens. I, I really don't know uh, the people that are in my group. And yeah, um, some guys just um, come in like and say hi to me, so I don't know who they are. I have to ask my friends who they are before I know. In a group? Yes. No, but apart from that, I, I, I actually experienced it this year, that it's like people uh, going inside the classroom, and it's like, who are you? And it's like, oh, I'm Jesus. Who is Jesus? <laughs> yeah. The same group. Yeah, the same group? We the what group were you in? With E, right? E. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, like, I, for example, right from the past year, from 
group E, 5E, 5E, who, apart from you, are in the, in our classroom in, <laughs> I'm sorry, in 6E. I didn't understand. <laughs> what people from your past classroom are in our actual classroom? Oh my god. Is it true that he did some naughty things on camera? Uh, I, I didn't um, because he was in the first section of the group. So oh yeah. I didn't. I didn't. And you are Perez. And Aranza, Eduardo, uh, Edgar, Omar, I think. But you, you really like are friends with all of them or just like Garan and Edgardo? I don't have friends. I'm an antisocial. I'm your friend. Oh, thank you. Tania and Alberto also, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. See, see, they are they are really excited of having so cool friends. Yeah. Actually from in fifth I was in fifth C. No one from from 4K, the mythic 4K. No one from there was in 50. I actually didn't know anyone. So it was like, oh my God. But I think you had like Monse and Gabi, right? Yeah, I have pretty good friends. And Kate, bueno. Why am I talking in Spanish right now? It just happens. Like it, it is what is happening to me. I went to talk in Spanish. Like all my strength is going here in Spanish. But it's like, you need to talk in English. So I'm really like... See? See? Oh, well, I have a problem, and I don't know if you have the same one. But when I have to speak in English, like, my mind is in Spanish. And I, don't, and I can't speak, like, well in English. And when I have to speak in Spanish, my mind is in English. English, yeah. But you're you're from the US also, right? Or you lived in the US? Yeah, yeah you're the gringuita. Really? Oh my God! It's like I think Barbie or Polly Pocket, one of both. Uh, oh my God! That's so cool. Yeah, no. LA girl. Oh, LA girl. You're planning to return sometime to your homeland? Um, I want to, but I don't know. Yeah. Okay, we have like one minute and a half. So, uh, Tania, um, tell us a joke. I don't know jokes. Uh, I only know like really heavy jokes. So. <laughs> Alberto, tell us something. What's that? It's a prank. It's a recall. How are you? Breaking Bad is masterpiece. See, it's kind of heavy, but it's it's short. It only is about like sixty chapters, but it's really good. It's like, you know, like for example, Friends had like a season that nothing happened. Well, here not here. Every every chapter happens. Something happens. Yours, I suppose, a Marvel series or something like that, right? Yeah, awesome. But, um, I don't know. Because, well, um, 
time ago, my favorite series was Riverdale, but when it was just the first um, uh, season. Season, and then they, I don't know what they did to the to the to the show because they ruined it. And right now, it's just like people uh, talking. And yeah, like nothing happening, right? I have been wanting for a long time to see Riverdale, but I don't know, it just like never happened. It's not worth watching. It's the Cole Sprouse and KJ Apa show, right? What? Where Cole Sprouse shows. Uh, yeah. I only watch it because I love Cole Sprouse, but... You, Tanya, you have a favorite show? A favorite what? Sorry? Show. Series. The anime, right? It's anime, right? Yes, yes. Once, like seven years ago, I tried watching anime, but it was like, uh. and besides, like pe people back then, if they watch anime, it was weird, you know. And now it's cool for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. Days, watch anime. Yeah. I, I had I, I have a friend called Jimena that has always been like an otaku but like all her life and the, there was a girl that bullied her like in primary school because she was anime and now that girl I think her name is Sandra or something all like you you go to her IG and all is like oh um give anime recommendations and things like that and it's like, oh, fake people, fake people, two-faced people. So, yeah, we have 30 seconds left, so, Regina. Do you uh, know why people bullied somebody? Yeah, well, like, why bully the concept? Well, it is it's because people want to feel, like, superior to other, to other but it's, like, it's, it's, it's a series, like, chill out, man. Like, you eat your boogers until you were, like, 11, like, chill. I'm going to tell a quick story and then we finish. Like, back in the day, I used to watch Gossip Girl, like a long time ago. But I was like, why do you watch that? Because it's cool. But I stopped because, like, the person was too strong. But now I'm rewatching it again with my girlfriend. And, oh my god, it's such a good series. I don't know why someone would bully me. It was not like bullying, but it was... What? Sorry? It's, 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 oh my god, <laughs> it's really good, but the protagonist is a girl called Serena, Serena, Serena Van Der Woodson. and it's, it has a lot of uh, characters, but it, it is mostly about Serena and her boyfriend, and the series wants you to think like her boyfriend is, because all, all, all the characters in the series are millionaires, except her boyfriend, he's like middle class. And the series wants you to think like, oh my god, he's such a good guy, but he's such a dick. Like, she has he has cheated her like three times, right? And once, once, once in the series, Serena uh, talked to other guy and hugged him, and he started crying like, oh my god, you're cheating on me. And I really, really hate when things like that happen. So I don't know if I'm going to continue watching it, but it's it's a masterpiece. Like. It's the best series I've seen. I'm breaking bad, but I'm gonna watch them. Yeah, I don't have an HBO account. Oh, see it in. Oh, it's not in Netflix. Oh, yeah, fuck. Well, uh, you can see it in uh, illegal pages. <laughs> not not an advice, but a solution. Or yeah, I think eventually it's going to come back to Netflix, but because it once were. But yeah, if you can see it, watch it. It's it's really good. It's a really good series. So yeah, guys, we have finished. You record your screen, right? Yeah. Okay, I have.
we can do something that I have the 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 audio log. So if you want, uh, you can like submit. I don't know if you can submit it because you have to upload it, upload it to Drive, and it's going to be like five hours. So if you want, I can like upload the audio link. And if Michael writes like, where is the video? Um, you upload it or something, right? Okay, guys. So go. Uh, be free. Um, enjoy all your parties, right? It's going to be really funny if you go to school on Wednesday and you're like dead. <laughs> so. Can I do a a quick no offense commentary? You seem dead. <laughs> you 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 didn't look bad or anything. You you look good as always, but you you see like that that attitude. No, like your your light in your eyes is like dying. <laughs> Oh, hello, and welcome to another edition of Carlos Podcast, the most wonderful podcast in the entire world. Today, we are going to be um, reviewing a short film, an award-winning short film, an Oscar award-winning short film called The Neighbor's Window. Um, it's about 20 minutes, uh, this short film, and I'm going to be giving you like a bare-bone plot, like it's plot but really simple and really simplified sorry and we are going to be discussing about it so it's basically about a couple that has the kids and uh, living in an apartment and they are having some problems um well with their kids um they start feeling old well they are not like super old but they are in their 30s 40s so yeah life isn't as they want it or maybe yes as they want it but not as it seemed and in the well in their window they can uh, like watch across the street and they can see to the window of their neighbors and they they like start seeing it like they their neighbors across the window and they start seeing that they are young they are happy they have um, a lot of relations uh, they are really happy, so they start like buying them and uh, like spying them also a lot. But in the end, they realize that actually um, the the they they are a couple, the neighbors, uh, uh, a man and a woman. They realize the man is actually like ha like has cancer or something because he goes bald, and start um, like. Literally dying, and in the end he dies, and then uh, like the 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 protagonist, like the protagonist woman of the first relationship, um, uh, like uh, how to say it, they actually accidentally meets the the neighbor, and they start talking, and the the neighbor woman actually tells them that they, uh also spied on them because they wanted also what they the, the others neighbor had so okay this is obviously an irony because while you can see someone and really invite them you don't really know uh, like what are their condition like for example in here uh the young marriage they they look so happy and so so youthful and with a lot of things to do left in their life and no they they actually the 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 husband actually died um like some some months after that so yeah there is also a short phrase that i would like to share with you that is that uh, i don't know who who said this but is it goes like this comparison is the thief of joy what does this mean? If you start comparing yourself with someone that has what you want, you cannot be happy because it is not that you... Okay, 
I, I, there's also a, a phrase that is like, be happy with what you have. Yeah, and I found, I found it like acceptable, but it is like strange to certain contexts because that could also be like never go out of your comfort zone. And I do not like approve that phrase. I think that there needs to be a balance between what you can have and what you have, you know? Like, for example, maybe you are poor and you spend your life living under a bridge alongside um, Wall Street. <laughs> of course, you are going to invite the Wall Street uh, salesman and... All the workers that live there because their entire life is based around money. And there you need to work to get yourself out of there. Like you cannot be a homeless man for your whole life. But also you need to be realistic and do not think you're going to be like one of them, at least in a short term. So yeah. I think this needs to be like the message from this short film that sometimes we we spend a lot of time like being like, oh my god, I want what he has, you know? A lot of time like comparing us to to others. But we for we forget that we have our things ourselves. For example, that marriage. That marriage uh, had kids uh, and had health and has overall a, her a healthy marriage. Uh, something that the neighbors will never have. So yeah, we need to start like focusing uh, less, not in our goals, but in the people that have already, not, not because they are their goals, but that have already done them, you know? We need to start valuing us a little more than we, we am by others, you know? Or at least that's my, my opinion about this. Thank you very much.